Good decision, Daniel Star. This way, no more bruises. Save money on bandit. Get out of here. They never laid a hand on me last year. It's an elbow, a few feet. Never forget that knee to the groin. That, that was, uh, yeah, that was interesting. <coughs> I'll see you later, Mr. <coughs> Welcome to Karate Kid 3 Minutes, a podcast where we discuss the Karate Kid Part 3, three lucky minutes at a time. I'm Robin. I'm Matt. And joining us today from Bat Minute are Niall and John. Welcome back to the show. Hey, hey. <laughs> very, very happy to be here. Thanks for, thanks for having us back, guys. I love the way we were on for season one, which is a movie I've grown up adoring. Yeah. And now we're here for season three, a movie I only just saw a couple of months ago. <laughs> <laughs> that seems to be a common like we've returned with the. It's like we've returned with Crease. Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, we're just like we're gone for one movie. Now we're back. But, yeah. Although technically, I guess he was at the start of the second one anyway. But well, we, yeah. we, we are known as the villains of podcasting, so it makes sense. <laughs> That's true. I, I, I. You know, let the listeners know I did message you both and arranged a whole schedule. And then you were like, wait a second, how much Cobra Kai is in this movie? I don't think we're going to be in the second one. So <laughs> you opted out. And I said, oh, darn it. It wasn't my mistake at all. Uh, I didn't forget to uh, set up a, a, a meeting. Anyway, apologies. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> hey. And today we are talking about minutes 36 through 39 of the karate kid part three they begin with terry snooping through miyagi's things and end with uh daniel getting some bad news uh Ooh. so so john you only saw karate kid three uh just a couple months ago <laughs> yeah right i loved the first two i watched them all the time as a kid wow. uh, but for some reason i never watched the three uh maybe I don't know. Maybe it just came out at the wrong time in my life. Um, yeah, not the only so, one. Uh, well, I agree. I'm glad I'm I not agree. alone. <laughs> and I decided to finally watch it to uh, bone up on my Terry Silver to prep for Cobra Kai. Mm. And um, I mean, I understand people's complaints about it, but it, it, this was a fun movie. I had a good time. With it. <laughs> yeah, I would say yeah, I, yeah. I enjoy this movie as much as the first one, like Ooh. for entirely different reasons. Because like the first one's like a proper film. Yeah. And, you know, we can watch it, it's like, oh, this is like a pop, like, it's like an actual thing that someone's put time and effort and thought into. And then Karate Kid 3 is just like, it's just demented ravings of people <laughs> trying to cash in on something. That's <laughs> currently, you know, the, 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 the plane is going down, but like, we can get another movie out of it still. Before our star so... turns about 40 years old, anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and there's just so many choices in it that are just like. This is completely nuts, and I love every second of. I love that yeah, you made yeah. these decisions. Like, <laughs> like you could have recast Crease if you can't get the actor that you would be the proper villain. But like, no, no, no. Let's go a different. Oh. Let's go into something no one would ever suspect. What if he's got a buddy that's into uh, dumping waste uh, in Borneo, uh, and he's super rich, and uh, and has been behind the whole thing the entire time? You know, that's the logical <laughs> he, progression. He's the emperor from Star Wars. <laughs> that's true. Oh my god, he is. Ah, uh, it's me, Daniel. I was the architect of your misery this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. You know, and I'm not sure if you've heard. Uh, I don't know if I discussed it in our first week. Our first week of, uh, of episodes are out uh, when we record, and I did mention. You know, speaking of why you might not have rushed out to the theater to see Karate Kid Part Three, or you know, rented it on video. Uh, Batman '89 came out the week before, 
and completely obliterated <laughs> any chance of Karate Kid Part 3 getting any oh. <laughs> I'm sure this would have been the movie of 1989 had that had not happened, of course. <laughs> like, there would have been... People right. were like, if only there wasn't this Batman movie getting in the way. <laughs> I think it came in 33 for the year. Uh, Karate Kid Part 3. <laughs> so, That's quite fitting. Yeah, 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 lots of threes. Yeah. Also, though, on UK, UK television... This is like as synonymous as the other ones because mm. the Karate Kid franchise is like a Sunday afternoon go-to for yeah. Channel Four, which is like <laughs> I, I could almost I'd, I'd be happy because we're recording on a Sunday afternoon. I, I've not watched terrestrial TV in years now because we're in streaming service era, and right? Stuff. But I I'll be willing to bet if I was to turn on the TV and try to find Channel Four, the Karate Kid or one of them would be on right now, <laughs> like, quite possibly. And particularly because Easter's coming up, it's like, oh, they're definitely going to show all four of them <laughs> at some point. So because of that, though, I'm like, I think because I watched the, the first one a lot, you know, because it was the proper movie back when I was a kid. But this one, I always saw bits and bobs of of when uh, I was, you know, kind of coming in and out playing when I was a kid and just, you know, doing mm -hmm. this, that, and the other. Uh, and then it was a, um, it became a kind of a sacred uh, again, a Sunday afternoon movie when I was in university, but for different purposes because <laughs> Sunday afternoon movies meant when you're dying of a hangover and people were just lying around on sofas watching whatever trash was on. So it would be like the Flintstones with John Goodman or something like that. He said, have a couple of recovery beers and have a good laugh at it. And I remember at one point we're like, oh, karate, what, what one's that? Is that the Okinawa one? Uh, they put it on, put it on. And then just after a while, people sitting like talking over it and stuff, but then been like, hey, what's the plot of this? Like, <laughs> What's this guy doing? Who is the bad boy he of karate? He wants revenge on an old man and a, and a teenager for his friend. Nothing to do yeah. with him at all. It's like nothing personal. Sense. It's all business, but somehow it's also very, very personal. <laughs> all right. Um, well, let's get started on these three minutes. Uh, we pick up where we left off on Friday with Daniel doing the hula in his towel. Uh, while Terry looks through Mr. Miyagi's box full of memories that he laid out just for Terry. Uh, he's just looking at that L.A. Tribune headline, and now he picks up a patch. And uh, I did look this up. This is a real patch. The The golden arm holding the bloody sword is uh, was worn on the shoulders of the, the 442nd, the, the combat team, that uh, this real combat team. Uh, but, but in this universe, Miyagi was in it, so... That, I was so happy that when um, when I saw that, my first thought was, okay, I'm going to Google that that regiment because uh, despite being an amateur historian who loves World War II things, well, you know, I don't want to say I love the war. That sounds dark. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, I don't know a lot about American things. So I, I was, was very happy to see it was real, a real <laughs> regiment that is uh, mostly people of Japanese uh, or Asian descent. Right. Which I thought, is it oh, true that's... that they're like the most decorated regiment? Yeah. At least most Medal of Honors. Yeah. Yeah. I of was course, mind you know, blown. No... I just assumed Miyagi was just, you know, just sort of thrown in with the white Americans and things. But no, no, there's like a separate. I should have known it's the past. People will yeah, <laughs> yeah. segregate yeah. them over there. But uh, <laughs> they, they, uh, uh, so many medals. It's, it's crazy. I've got a big list here. I'm not reading them all. <laughs> <laughs> the, the attitude, like, oh, you can fight with us, but you can't fight with us. You know. Like, yeah. Is there is there not a movie that's been made about them? There must be. It's bad. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, there must there must be. I've not heard of one, but I guarantee there's one somewhere. <laughs> or if not, let's get it done. Hollywood, yeah, come right. on. Right. I, uh, I, I had a slight question though of like yeah. looking at 
I was looking at these headlines that have been cut out, and I was a little bit confused because Miyagi, when he went to America, he was in Hawaii first. Like mm-hmm. that's that's yeah. And these are from the Los Angeles Tribune. Oh wait, no, and he wasn't in Hawaii. Was he not? I thought he was, I thought he moved to Hawaii nope. when he first came over. Oh wow, yeah. wow. okay. So uh, so I was gonna ask like who's been cutting out? He obviously would have been you know overseas. Was it his wife cutting out these newspaper head, headlines, or like yeah. where? where but, yeah, that's okay. what I believe. I mean, I can't say it for sure, but who else would? I mean, you know, I was, he didn't have I was family back. there. I thought he lived in Hawaii and then and then came to came to the valley after she died for some reason. That, that, that was in my mind of like, that's the Miyagi lore. Yeah, for so some I reason like, I have something about some reason I I have something about him meeting his wife in Hawaii. I don't know. That's in my brain for some reason. Hmm. Okay. okay, I don't know. I thought that why he had a, such a penchant for Hawaiian fashion. Oh, uh, right. Oh, he, right. He hands down oh, to uh, Daniel LaRusso here. So. I, I'm bringing up the wiki. I am sorry. He does uh, emigrate to Hawaii uh, oh. from Okinawa and worked in the cane fields in Hawaii, and that's where he met his wife. And then they were, of course, put in the internment camp, the Manzanar. Um, mm. yeah, I totally forgot. You're no uh, longer the host of this podcast. <laughs> get out of here. Literally. But it does explain the Los week. Angeles Tribune in, in there. And she was like, yeah, was she yeah. cutting it out from the end. You know, oh, yeah. The, here's, the, here's the paper, everybody. <laughs> the, the, I, I live that in one. My and said. I can get the New York Times here. <laughs> so there's <laughs> just like probably a major newspaper, I'm assuming. And, and now you mentioned the shit. Does it, does it feel uh, out of character for him to keep all this stuff? Hmm. I, I, you know, we know he's gone back, and we, in, in the first one, he does every once in a while in, indulge in a little alcohol and go through his his baggage. Yeah, <laughs> that's even more in private. Then. In private, <laughs> even more evidence then that his wife cut this out. That maybe that's why he still got it. It's it's almost like a memory of her rather than the probably you know, mm. celebrating the war or anything. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And and this this black and white photo he picks up, I'm not sure if that's his wife or if that's yukie i mean it looks like yukie but there was a photo of his wife they looked at in part one that this is not the same photo at all no Um, no. and it looks like a different person is it this actually looks like yukie Mm. and it's almost like you know the wife erasure after uh (laughs) after (laughs) meeting yukie and loving yukie awkward (laughs) she was actually the true love you know he settled down and lost this wife but uh you know, mm. he's supposed to be Yuki. Obviously, we'd have Yuki Ace picture in his. That's how well, maybe six wives. Been, that would have been a revelation for part five. <laughs> Dan LaRusso coming back, coming like, but Mr. Miyagi, how did your wife cut out clipping from the L.A. Tribune if you guys lived in a. Did you, did you have a mistress in L.A.? Uh, don't ask any more questions, Daniel. Like, it's a very, very private affair. No, Daniel, son. I am your father. <laughs> oh my God! No. <laughs> always on the lookout for the next. Going, it does feel like that would have been like a. Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, we we can we can pull that off somehow. He's always on the lookout for the next ex Mrs. Miyagi. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, he's a real ladies' man. <laughs> and, uh, now you mentioned the shirt, and we we see Daniel wearing one of these. Uh, and this this is where I do have a bit of knowledge. I can actually mm. talk oh. about it. Okay. It's not a Hawaiian shirt. Oh. What? No, 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 no. These, they're Okinawan. That's Okinawan fashion. 
Interesting. It's a very specific. I I originally knew this, despite knowing loads of things about Japan. That isn't why I know it. I I know it originally from playing the game Yakuza Three, where, oh. <laughs> where you go to Okinawa. <laughs> you think that's why he emigrated specifically to Hawaii? Because he's like, oh, those fashions are basically the same. So kind of similar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I won't even have to change my shirts. It's great. I mean, how do you tell the difference? Is it just the fl- like those are Okinawan flowers on the shirt, or? I, I believe that might be most of it. Yeah, it's just a slight, slightly different kind of flowers and pattern, but it's, it's the same principle. Hmm. I, I think when we were on for part one, we got a little bit of, of party Miyagi uh, when he was going <laughs> yeah. out for a night in the town. And I believe he was wearing like a little tweed flat That's cap right. and a Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> I, was yep. like, I like yep. that he is, he's passing this down to Daniel. It's like for his next birthday, it's going to be the flat cap. He's oh, just yeah. morph him into a mini Miyagi. <laughs> It's like you've not gotten to that level yet, Danny. You, know, you, yeah. you haven't earned your hat, but you, you can have the bandana, but you can't have the hat. Right. Um, oh, and so yeah, LA, uh, Terry picks up the headline, and this is the second instance of him going perfect. <laughs> and that's just—that's <laughs> one of his his catchphrases throughout the movie. Perfect. I love that he's so hands-on. Like, he's, yeah, it was like a multi-millionaire. Hire some guy to do this. <laughs> if you hire a PI or something, no, I want to be there. And do it myself. Like, well, right. you know, he's both sadistic and also, if you want something doing right, do it yourself. Mm. That's true. Mm. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe he's just rich. He's bored. He wants to get out of the house. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's literally what happens to him in Cobra Kai, isn't it? He's rich and bored and wants to get out of the house. So yep. yeah, yeah. And I this like is... it when he picks up this medal. Is it like a medal of uh, like valor? And oh he, yeah, the, sm- the medal of honor. He, he smiles at it, which I thought was interesting because. To me, it kind of had a double a double meaning. It's like both recognition because you know he's a military guy, as we find out. But also, I felt like he was a, maybe a little bit mocking, kind of like, yeah. "How did this guy get that medal? I deserve something like that." Well, yeah, yeah the, the Vietnam vets like sometimes were, you know, kind of jealous, portrayed to be jealous of mm. World War II vets because World War II vets are heroes and right. Vietnam vets are baby killers, right? Right. Yeah. That's mm. how they were seen. <laughs> And you get that vibe from from Terry, even without him saying anything. Just a little look in his face. I thought it was very nice acting. Yeah, yeah I wonder little... if there's like a racist bent to it, too. Like, oh, this guy got a mm. medal of honor, you know, and they were just handing those out to the 442nd where, you know, I was yeah. into the shit. <laughs> yeah, I got nothing out of him. Yeah, that would have been something they should have delved into more into in the scripts, because it does seem so much like this is a random it just makes Terry Silver seem like a psycho because he is, you know, he's completely nuts. But <laughs> it's just so, so, but again, I'm going to go after this, you know, rival two person karate dojo to help out my buddy. <laughs> but if it had yep. been Chris saying, like, well, you know, he's the guy's a World War II vet and stuff like that, it might have actually sparked off a bit more into, like, that could have been the commentary mm. on, like, well, this is what happens, you know, the different way you treat your vets. And, like, look, what is. What's become of one of them while the other one's like this, you know, honorable, lovable guy? And the guy's this complete, another jaded <laughs> psychopath and stuff. Like. What an interesting take on this story of this script that definitely only, it only had one draft and was perfect from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they were planning it to be much more complicated. They had to step in and go, the kids will be confused. I mean, they were planning tra- time travel at the beginning, but, you know. I mean, <laughs> You'll hear us go to that, but um, yeah, I I love that the, when he kind of touches the metal, uh, we get a little uh, reprise of of Terry's theme, just a da 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 da. I, I love the Terry Silver theme that plays through this movie. Oh, man. That was uh, <laughs> ecstatic 
at the um, in Cobra Kai when you finally yeah. got the full thing. It was just like, here it is. This is what <laughs> yep. I've been waiting for. I've been hearing it in my head ever since I watched this movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's oh, amazing. But, uh... um, the, so the next he finds the flyer and uh, um, it's a couple things I had notes about the flyer. Um, it, strangely, Daniel told Jessica about uh, their bonsai trademark, uh, mm-hmm. but the flyer has the drawing of the bonsai that Miyagi had just made in his shop earlier that day. Ah. <laughs> like He draws a certain type of bonsai and suddenly the flyer, I mean, uh, he must have like took the drawing and went out and got a bunch of flyers and brought them back to the house. I'm assuming, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know how quick you could, uh, they had Xeroxes back then, right? <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> I don't know. This looks nice. When you Xerox yeah. something, it starts to look crap. I think after a while, right, <laughs> this is right. nicely printed. This is professional. Where, where did you it, guys land with the name? Mr. Miyagi's little trees. <laughs> it's awful. I yeah, like terrible. <laughs> Why is it's it awful? Be, it's, I don't know. To see like the way Daniel proudly like, like get this. Mr. Miyagi's little trees. Like, <laughs> yeah, great, Daniel. Thanks for that. Why would you be so proud of that? It's the most basic name ever. You might as well just call it Miyagi's. And then That's what I've written down. Why didn't they just call it Miyagi's? Yeah, is it, it would is have been just too because... close to Arnold's. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking maybe the only explanation for that is, well, you want people to know what you're selling. Right. Do people in that era not know what a bonsai tree is? Mm. Maybe I mean, I knew it from the Karate Kid. That's <laughs> so. Yeah. The Karate Kid isn't out in this universe. Bonsai Bonanza? Would that be? That, was, that makes it sound like that'd be like the evil <laughs> Megalomart version that would move in next door. <laughs> yeah. <Bonsai Bonanza. laughs> uh, the flyer wall of bonsai. <laughs> the flyer also has the exact address of where the bonsai shop really was in production. Uh, so yeah, if you plug 130 Avenue 50 Highland Park, California into Google Maps, you will see the empty lot where the shop used to stand. Oh, uh, there's nothing there no. now. I was hoping it was still standing. Oh, well, that's that that structure. You should... <laughs> <laughs> uh, only the steps remain. Uh, you can actually, you know, if you do like a 360 view Google map, you can like swing around and see the train tracks. You can see uh, wow. the pottery shop is still standing. At least the building. Uh, it's now a tattoo shop. But I can see it. I'm looking at it right now. Yay! <laughs> I love how the stairs are still there, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Does it uh, have a little plaque on the steps as well? Like, you, know, <laughs> you can stand where they once stood. <laughs> Here, at, at, at this very place, Miyagi uh, mocked Daniel by uh, pulling a broom out and uh, showing him how to sweep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this day in history. <laughs> it was an important day. <laughs> Um, um, so, so yeah, this is where, um, uh, Daniel's out of the guest house. He's walking around and Miyagi pulls in. And so both of Terry's exits are blocked and it's just so interesting to be in the POV of the antagonist. Like, like we're now worried about him being caught rather than our yeah. two heroes yeah. that we should be rooting for. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm always on Terry's side. And, <laughs> really? <laughs> I, I, like, is there anybody watching this and going, oh, they got you now, Terry. Oh, come on, Daniel, get him. <laughs> like, we're is all like, also the, uh, is this the first uh, Cobra Kai infiltrating Miyagi's house scenario? Because, like, in the TV show, it's like every other episode. Breaking in there. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's just like no, Terry Silver ahead of time. Like, it's like, oh, he's a visionary. He knew to just break into Miyagi's house. <laughs> like, it's like the local hangout for the kids now. 
No, no, not yeah, nothing. Uh, I mean, the closest we got was, of course, chosen in infiltrating like the Miyagi uh, Garden there and mm. UKA's place. Um, Terry, though, he you know he's a he's a clever guy. You know, mm-hmm. Niall, you should expect it. He's also a witch, seemingly, because look at him symbolically burning things. Yeah, he'll yeah. be putting he'll be putting nails in jars and performing apple divinations in the next scene. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Daniel walks in and suddenly finds the door open, and I have no idea why this door is open because it's not the door Daniel went out and closed. It's not the door Terry came in and closed. I don't know if it's like a supposed to be like a fake out, like to make us think that Terry left through it somehow. Mm. I think we can blame this crappy old building. The doors just <laughs> swing open; they don't lock. Um, yeah, there's just no in universe in universe reason for that door to be open. <laughs> Let's say it's, too, like, it's the, the doors in the valley, the security level. We'll get to it the rest of the week too. It's terrible. Yeah. Like you mm-hmm. can just walk into wherever the hell we want, and, and then it's down. Like there's nothing stopping you. Oh yeah, wow. England uh, used to be like that, Nile. Before all the this modern crime, you could <laughs> leave your doors open. I, th- I think though, like if anyone, because it's, it continues on into the Cobra Kai TV shows like Daniel LaRusso should be locking every goddamn door behind him. <laughs> like by the time it rolls around, he should be like sealing every exit pot. It's like no one must get it. People are just wandering. My arch nemesis is always just barging into me constantly. <laughs> well, when he, when he speaks as well, Daniel, right. It's not just me, is it? He, he seems to be even more like the stereotype of like an Italian American. He's acting even more like Rocky. <laughs> Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. This much in the first one. I was just curious. Was like Ralph Macchio paid by the word on yeah. this movie? He, <laughs> yes. Like, so he's cool. always a bit of a motor mouth, but he <laughs> never, ever shuts up in this film. Like, do you guys find he he like really reminds you of Cobra Kai, Daniel, in this movie? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Well, more than in the other two. Yeah. yeah. But it's, a, it's a, even like in moments when he's by himself. He's still singing and stuff. It just feels like they couldn't let him be silent <laughs> at any given moment. Like I was actually tense watching this, you know, again before uh, Cobra Kai came out because I was like, oh, you know, like John, better bone up and Terry Silver. I haven't seen it in a while. Mm-hmm. And I was actually more tense that Miyagi was going to explode at Daniel and just be like, "Will you shut the hell up, kid?" Because <laughs> he never stops talking. You're you know, really like, trying. This, like yeah. this, little, this lovely serene guy. And Miyagi, how can he cope with that? You think it's like, I have to live with this kid now? I just went on a goddamn trip to Japan with him to get me out of here. Maybe he sees it as a test, as a challenge. <laughs> if I can cope with this, I can put up with anything. I will have mastered yeah. Zen. Yeah. Yeah. That's the guy was then afterwards. He's like, Daniel, I don't need you anymore. Get the hell out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we, we, Miyagi is back for this statue. Uh, and I don't, you know, I don't know what it's supposed to be. It's like a guy on a horse. I could not figure out if it's like a reproduction of something famous or, or what, but I, the whole thing struck me as, as very fake on Miyagi's. I felt like he was coming back for like a box of condoms or something. <laughs> and he's just like, Oh, I'm here for this statue. <laughs> It'll be good luck for the show. <laughs> you know, like it's been, I thought you were going to be gone kid. God damn it. Right. And also, Daniel is also like about to, you know, light this application up, and he wasn't exactly expecting uh, Daniel. And mm. uh, and so, yeah, th- we get into this uh, moment where, 
he says he's going to let it like like Miyagi suggested, let let his confusion go up into smoke. Uh, not enter the tournament. witchcraft. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like th- it's a big deal, but it's strange that Daniel is basically upset at the shop, comes home, has himself to shower. And then he's like, you know what? He looks at this towel and he goes, I think I'm going to throw in the towel. <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> uh, symbolism's important. To the uh, <laughs> <laughs> mm. uh, um, so yeah, I, yes, I guess uh, I, you know, I do do, do some of my uh, best thinking in the shower. So, I mean, that's my explanation for it. But there oh, is... Oh, you know some... Daniel is the kind of guy who's singing in the shower as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. He's right. there for an hour. He's singing. He's talking to himself. He's pretending he's being interviewed by, like, Leno. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, yeah, I am uh, super happy to be like the world's greatest uh, karate champion and movie star. Yeah, totally. Jay. <laughs> Wait, thank you, thank you. <laughs> the junior novelization actually gives us a little insight into uh, what he's thinking when he decides he makes this decision because it does seem to come out of the blue. Um, it, so, like, it's, it's Daniel, like, kind of thinking about how hard Mr. Miyagi works and how proud he is to be a student. And it says, uh, quote, Daniel thought for a moment about what it meant to be a student. It didn't mean always doing everything the same way his teacher did, but where that that was where his roots came from. And what did that mean to Daniel about entering the tournament? As he thought about it, he decided it meant that Mr. Miyagi's way of karate did not include tournaments unless it was a question of defense or of honor. Glory had nothing to do with it. Since that was what his sensei believed, how could he believe anything different? There was the answer. <laughs> oh, I like that. So... Yeah. Uh, Good job. In your <laughs> novelization. He, he kind of just goes along with, uh, I, he's just like, I'm confused. Uh, this is something I really want. But I guess since, you know, this man I respect thinks differently, I should just go along with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, he knows better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Clever guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, and throughout this scene, by the way, the junior novelization makes no mention of Terry Silver at all until... Daniel meets Terry Silver. So throughout oh. this scene, it's just going it, like the way it's written. It's just a regular scene between him and Miyagi. There's no mention that there's somebody hiding in the chimney. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I don't know, I think of, that's an interesting approach. So they, 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 there's no setup with Terry Silver at all. No. Until he, Daniel meets him. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, oh, wow. and it's just like him thinking, oh, this guy's pretty cool, you know? <laughs> So I guess it's yeah, supposed to be a big third act twist of like <laughs> he was working for Crease the whole time. Like, yeah, yeah, I can't wait to get yeah. there. I wonder if you could do that. Someone could make a fan edit where you try <laughs> to make it like the junior novelization version of yeah, Kid and it just see be, how it plays. It wouldn't be too hard to do. It would just make the movie much shorter. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, you could yeah. like tagline it all Daniel all the time and make yeah. and, and hand that out and be like, hmm, uh. <laughs> I was shocked to see that it's like near. It feels to me like an 80-minute movie. Mm-hmm. It just seems like, oh, yeah, it's a really flimsy kind of like, yeah, it's like an 80-minute job. But it's like, no, it's like nearly a solid two hours. Like, yep. You need two yep. hours to tell this story? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Miyagi and Daniel walk out, and he's like, oh, good job. You know, there'll be this way there'll be no more bruise, no more bruises. He'll save, we'll save money on Band-Aids. And then Daniel jokes... Like, they never laid a hand on me last year. Just an elbow, a few feet. I'll never forget that knee to the groin. That was interesting. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like he enjoyed it. <laughs> uh, so uh, I went back to Karate Kid Part 1 and rewatched the whole tournament. And I took a score of hands, 
elbows, feet, and knees to the groin. Okay. Uh, ah. So here's our score. Okay. They never laid a hand on me. Well, except for the punch to the side from John, from Tommy, the punch to the side from Johnny, a couple of shoves from Johnny, a punch to the left leg from Johnny, and a punch to the face from Johnny. Uh, those were the hands that were laid on him. Elbows. Uh, there was one elbow drop to his side from Johnny and an elbow drop to the left leg from Johnny. <laughs> um, the victor can rewrite history. He does say a few feet. That's true. And there were. There were. Uh, kick to the face from Dutch. Kick to the left knee from Bobby. Sweep the leg from Johnny. Kick to the face from Johnny. And a couple more sweeps to his left leg from Johnny. So yeah, there were there were a few feet. Knees to the groin. He's like, I'll never forget the knees to the groin. There was no knee to the groin. Like, absolutely <laughs> yeah. zero knees to the groin in the Yeah, I don't off. remember that happening. <laughs> right. And uh finally he didn't mention this, uh, but they did lay a face on him, uh, a face to the foot from Johnny right at the end. Uh <laughs> so so he laid a face on him as well. Uh and, and yeah. I what I what I thought it was funny before uh, compiling this score list, uh, Miyagi's advice right before the tournament. He's like, "You got any advice for me?" And Miyagi's like, "Don't get hit." Well, <laughs> you got it. Mission uh, failed. <laughs> so the other I thing like about the idea this, now that maybe there's like an an, an in between quill of this knee to the groin. Like that's going to be oh, season five of Cobra Kai. It's like, what was with that knee to the groin story that Daniel <laughs> never got to see? <laughs> Most of his fights that. were cut short for our. <laughs> For convenience, <laughs> so that's yeah, what it, is. it could have happened. I got frustrated all over again about the scoring too. By the way, when I watched, I was like, "How did he win? He had one point. He had one point. What?" <laughs> yeah, um, it's baffling that whole thing. I don't get it. I, I like the way this one as well. I mean, no, I don't want to jump too far ahead, but the way this one's kind of just like, yeah, the, the tournament it doesn't matter. It's fine. Yeah. Let's just get it over with. <laughs> so you gotta have it at the end. You have to have a reason for two guys to fight, right? So. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, they step outside, leaving the application burning, and then we start hearing coughing, and it looks like uh, Daniel Miyagi just missed a visit from Terry Claus. Uh, <laughs> this bit has me dying laughing. Like <laughs> watching these minutes again just reminded me how funny that is. The way he's like, <laughs> "Hey, you millionaires, get out of those chimneys!" <laughs> I just want to see chimneys, a reaction. Everyone. To- a reaction of Terry's face when all of a sudden Daniel like lights a match. <laughs> He's just like, what am I going to do? What's he lighting? And you know, uh, those, yeah. uh, those loafers ain't cheap either. Like that's oh, probably like damage to some fine Italian uh, leather going on there as well. Uh, Terry silver is a name that I, you know, in thinking about him up the, up, up the uh, chimney, it makes me think of like, what could be a good Terry silver Christmas songs. So I wrote down five. I don't know if you guys have any ideas, but uh, I don't want to steal anybody's. Um, oh, go ahead. Terry Silver Bells. Hey. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we wish you a Terry Christmas. Um, <laughs> have yourself a Terry Silver Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, That's my favorite. How about this great one from the Ramones? Merry Christmas. I don't want to fight at the tournament. <laughs> oh, even better. And the very last one I came up with is all I want for Christmas is to make your knuckles bleed. <laughs> I think you just got your, your line of merch for uh, the holiday season. There, <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you don't at least record your own versions of those songs, karaoke style, I'm going to be very upset. Do not tempt me. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, one I can think of would be like Jingle Bell Block. 
which would be <laughs> played during a fight. But no, it's not. It's not as that's, good. Yeah, it's, it's I like it though. It's like good. Uh, so yeah, t- Terry stomps out the uh, the flaming application. Ouch! 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 ouch, ouch, ouch. <laughs> um, and uh, <laughs> he doesn't make those. I, I, just, the, I just like the villain. <laughs> I think I love the fact too. Like it reminded me of another person in the scenario would be like in the three little pigs, the big bad wolf, literally coming down <laughs> the chimney at the end and getting his ass burnt. It's like. I guess Terry Silver is basically like a cartoony big bad wolf character anyway, so <laughs> it's actually very uh, uh, very appropriate for this episode. Right. Uh, so, yeah, uh, the results of Terry's uh, uh, covert operation, he now has some great intel. Uh, he finds out Miyagi was interned. Miyagi served in the 442nd. He now knows the location of the Bonsai shop they just opened, and most importantly, he just found out that Daniel's actually not going to compete in the All Valley, so... Mm. Uh, Time to activate uh, uh, Mike Barnes and, of course, yeah. Snake. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the real muscle. We'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Uh, so to wrap this up, we, we now kind of go to the door to Jessica's apartment. Uh, Jessica opens the door with a smile, but she then starts to stammer because she's got some bad news and I guess doesn't want – has a problem maybe delivering it uh, very easily. Sorry, Daniel I can't be your third girlfriend in three movies. <laughs> <laughs> I heard it's only been a year since uh, since Allie. So uh, and you had Kumiko in between. I think uh, how how do I compete? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, he, this kid moves on pretty quick. But then again, I suppose yeah. at that age, you know, a year yeah. feels like a long time. <laughs> right. Yeah. I can't imagine though Robin Lively coming back to to Cobra Kai because it would just be like, yeah, there's this girl I knew for like a week. And yeah. like, she didn't even show up to the tournament at the end. If <laughs> like they bring was... her back, that's really a stretch. Yeah. Yeah. It will be like, do you remember you, like... me? <laughs> like, no, I don't remember you at all. For some reason, for like, like three days. Like Anthony will have to get cl- have to take climbing lessons, and it turns out that Jessica moved back and she's doing rock climbing classes or something. <laughs> <laughs> some reason to bring her in. Uh or uh Maybe Miguel is learning pottery, and his, his pottery teacher yeah. is Jessica. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Miss Andrews. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but yeah, Daniel says, uh, she's like, well, well, after you hear this, you might change your mind. And Daniel's like, what do you have, poison oak? Which, <laughs> uh, I, I don't know, just, just these days, like poison oak probably be like your, your least concern about what, the, what, <laughs> what your potential partner might have. Um, yeah. But I, I do think it's an in-joke uh, uh it's not verified, but um, I've read that Ralph got some poison oak uh, filming the climbing scenes. Uh, but we'll have to put a pin in that for when we discuss all the, the climbing. Oh, that, yeah. well, I, that, that, that rang a bell for me personally, just because like we, me and John have just, just finished recording for Batman and Robin and just hey, seeing congratulations. like, congratulations. Like a, a pasty redheaded lady in the words poison oak coming out and like, oh, so close to poison ivy. It's just right there. <laughs> uh, Ivy, so, to be fair to her, probably could have pulled off that like, uh, an alternative casting. It's like, yeah, yeah, I can imagine her playing a, a, a poison yeah, ivy. Yeah, I, I was kind of, you know, strangely enough, I was thinking like, what would Robin Lively play in uh, one, you know, the older Batman movies, just thinking about you guys coming around. And I was thinking she'd be a good spice. Mm, <laughs> I mean, that you might be actively like trying to give poison oak. <laughs> 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 um, so yeah, oh, Jessica no, tells Daniel that she has a boyfriend. It was the, it, the her headless friend uh, in the photo from earlier. 
Uh, and uh, yeah, um, before we lose our heads like Jessica's boyfriend, let's uh, let's wrap things up for today. Uh, unless you guys mm. had anything else about these three minutes that we skipped over. Um, not particularly. I just kind of now want to get in a future season of Cobra Kai, uh, <laughs> Phoebe Cates to appear as Terry Silver's daughter and to recreate Ooh. that uh, Santa Claus scene from Gremlins, but talking about like one time and he burns his shoes on a stupid all value tournament application. Strangely, when you when you mentioned uh, Phoebe Cates and said I want to recreate that, and I was I went to a completely different scene in my oh. head, uh, from a completely <laughs> different movie. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> Thank you, too, for joining us. Uh, you want to come back on Wednesday for three more Karate Kid three minutes? Oh, well, I did sign the application form. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I guess we're, we're, we're obligated to it now. Better have well, signed I, it. I, we I did make fire it. to mine, but people bullied me into signing another one. <laughs> <laughs> we're relentless. Well, <laughs> well, before we go, um, make sure that uh, you two get a chance to plug your great podcast. Go ahead. Now you can do it this time. I always plug it. I feel mean. Uh, uh, well, uh, as mentioned there just a few moments ago, uh, we are the hosts of Bat Minutes, uh, which is a podcast uh, that looked, well, still is looking, at the mm. Batman films from 1989 onwards, 89 and beyond. Uh, and we, mm. by the time this airs, we will have completed the 90s live-action quadrology of 89 through to Batman and Robin, uh, which was, yeah, that was our original remit, but we're going beyond that now. We're doing other movies, but... You keep saying uh, Beyond. Are you going to do Batman Beyond? <laughs> I'm sure we will. We'll talk about Batman Beyond. Did you mean Batman and Robin Lively? I don't understand. <laughs> Go ahead. Keep going. Sorry. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we have that complete set now of, uh, of the, the 90s live action movies uh, ready and waiting for anyone who uh, wants to dive into that. Uh, and it can be found on all good podcatchers and we are on all social medias. Uh, if you type in Bat Minutes into Google, that's probably what we're more than likely going to be the ones to show up. Yeah, because nice. we're everywhere. You can't get rid of us. <laughs> or like poison oak. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, th thanks again, and thank you, Matt. Uh, and no until next time. That the uh, knee of the groin was pretty interesting.